up, Isaac? What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. How about you? I'm doing all right, right? Enjoying this heat? No. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah, I like it a little bit. Just not in, in close spaces. Yeah, uh, such as where we are now. Yeah. So um, <laughs> some, there's something that's been on my mind for a really long time, and I just wanted to kind of... Uh, throw it out there oh yeah so uh between 1861 and 1913 so we're talking about slavery no okay between 1861 and 1913 that's the end of of slavery no start over can can i finish so between 1861 and 1913 every elected president except one had some kind of facial hair they had a beard a mustache or both um, no president before or after has. So there was this weird 52 year window where we just kept electing like bearded and mustachioed men that we weren't doing before and we haven't done since. I don't have any kind of theory about why that might be. I don't really have a point at all. It's just it's something that always seemed strange to me. That is an interesting observation. Yeah, and that's, uh, like, things like this are the reason why I don't sleep. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I notice something, and that then that becomes the only thing I think about for, like, uh, nine, ten hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, several years in this case. Um, yeah, it, it just, it's, it's weird. and uh, That is weird. Yeah, uh, but I th- I think it's time. I think it's time we get another beard in the White House. I, I don't disagree. Well, first, let's get a woman in there, and then... I mean, the woman can have it. a beard. It's I, 2021. I, I, yeah, you're right about that. Right. <laughs> the woman can be a beard. <laughs> I, Happy Pride. Hey, I... I, I just never had that thought. I, 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 I'm stammering all about it. I'm, I, Which thought? <laughs> just like all of it. Because <laughs> we've covered a lot of ground here. But yeah. No, um, there might be something to be said about it. Like, uh, you know, back then, that might have stood for something like, you know, either masculinity or uh, that's what a leader, true leader looks like. Or it, It's possible that it also yeah. has um, a bit of like frontier to it because you know obviously the the frontier had been expanding for for you know over a century at that point mm. um but you know frontier states were well frontier territories were becoming states and growing in influence and power you know lincoln was from a frontier state essentially illinois was mm-hmm. still pretty unsettled at the time right Unsettled by, you know, white people. Um, yeah. <laughs> an important distinction to that make. Part. But um, I and, and part of me wonders if that's why, like, uh, like maybe it, it represented a kind of ruggedness yeah, that, uh, bef- I see that like before. I think there was a little more of an emphasis on like nobility, even people like uh, like Andrew Jackson, who was legitimately a total barbarian. And uh, a, a, a lunatic. He's a savage. Uh, he was still well. His portraits show him clean shaven. Right, who knows? You know, back then, before before cameras were everywhere, who knows what people looked like on any given day? Yeah, I think there was a couple pictures I gave him away where like it reached all the way down to like his jawline. It was all like scraggly wolf looking, and then the rest of it was like clean shaven. So, I, 
Maybe uh, maybe there's also uh, something to be said about migration patterns, like the uh, the people who settled the the early colonies just couldn't <laughs> grow possible. good facial hair. <laughs> Man, I it is an interesting trend. Like I I'm said, not gonna lie. like I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, do, I don't have any kind of theory about this. It's it's just kind of interesting. <laughs> so it, the, that has nothing to do with the topic of the day. Okay. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and, and see if uh, if maybe we could reach some sort of uh, some sort of resolution. Get get some uh, get some ideas flowing about why that might be. I if I can find it, uh, trends in other areas, I think we might come to a. A pretty interesting conclusion. I, I wonder if you know black people were doing it around that time as well. You know, if they grew out a lot of facial hair as well, um, there may have been something going on. Possibly, um, I, I would um, be interested to uh, to see what you uncover. Yeah, I'd <laughs> I will. I will definitely entertain you on this one. I'll try it out. <laughs> You'll humor me. Yeah, I actually will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. So, uh, like I said, that has nothing to do with today's topic. And uh, today's topic, though, is surprise, motherfucker. I'm not done yelling at you about the First Amendment. Oh, boy. So here's what we're going to do. Oh, my God. Are you serious, dude? (laughs) Here's what we're going to do. Just so that we're not... uh, (laughs) Just so that we're not just yelling pink and blue back and forth at each other. Um, A reference to Cinderella, in case you're not familiar with it. I'm not. Okay. Um, In Disney's Cinderella. I think it was Cinderella. Um, two of the fairy godmothers are arguing about whether Cinderella's dress should be pink or blue, and they keep using magic to change it back and forth. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't, I didn't think more of that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's relatively obscure, and why would I make a reference like that? Oh, there's a lot of symbolog- uh, symbi- sim- symbologies. Oh. S- symbologies in uh in uh Disney movies. So, like, I think there might be something said. Could Just be. saying, like they they be weaving a whole bunch of different messages and all these different. I, I know everybody from our generation. We know all the stuff that Disney was planning in the in the movie. So I'm just saying. Yeah, there's probably something to be said about that red and pink, or that pink and uh, blue. Excuse me. Good. It's entirely possible. Yeah, uh, maybe so. maybe that was a gender thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, to to kind of structure this conversation a little bit to yeah. to try to make it a little more productive. So we're we're going to uh, we're going to peel the onion on the idea. Right. So we're going to start at kind of the most basic level. What is a right? What do we mean when we say that something is a right, and how do we define it? Well, um, is it what our understanding is, or what it actually is? Uh, well, either. Um, so I think a typical American's understanding, of, I guess, well, I'd say American, just from our perspective, is that we believe that a right is something that is a God-given, inalienable uh, um, thing that is bestowed upon us to be able to exercise freely. Okay. Um, and that can be an act. It can be, um, uh, yeah, typically they're, uh, typically they're acts. Um, versus I think what the state believes a right is, is it is a permission that they bestow upon a free individual. So how do we determine whether or not something is a right? That is up to, I don't know, that it's definitely up to, I, I don't know, to be very honest. Well, um, would you agree that the the most... Um, Maybe the simplest, the 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 easiest way to determine if something is or is it not is not a right is whether 
I, I'm already disagreeing with myself on this, but go on. Uh, but whether it is enshrined in law, hmm. if it's enshrined in law, that th- that kind of determines whether something is or is not a right. Like you can say that something is a right, but that doesn't mean anything if you don't have the law on your back, you know, to support you in that conclusion. Um, that's not necessarily true. I mean, you have your yeah. rights violated all the time, but yeah, I see. I, well, well I, uh, obviously, yeah. like just because a law exists doesn't mean right. that it that it is obeyed or enforced. Right. Uh, but so I think it can go both ways. Okay. So I guess my point is that um, like that that is kind of the most meaningful way to determine what your rights are and what are and are not rights. Okay, I think I'm following you now. Okay. Do do you agree, disagree? I agree with you. Okay. So, we have uh, the Constitution, as we've discussed, and we've also got statutes. We have laws that are passed by Congress, by, you know, obviously at the local level and, and state level and federally. We have all these different laws that... Uh, kind of set forth what what our rights are. We've got the Supreme Court interpreting uh, laws based on the Constitution, so things like Miranda rights. There, as far as I know, is not a law on the books that gives you Miranda rights, but because the Supreme Court interpreted the th- fourth... Uh, probably the fifth. It, yeah, it pretty much has fourth, to have been yeah. the Fifth Amendment. Um, that, because that's what protects you against self-incrimination. Yeah, and the fourth is unreasonable search and seizure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, uh, because the Supreme Court interpreted the Fifth Amendment to mean that the police must read you your rights before questioning you, that's why Miranda rights exist, and that is why they are rights. Mm. So, d- is, this, is this all tracking? Yes. Okay. So from from that uh the whole, you know, text of the law, we we know or can know what our rights are. So let's start drilling down on kind of what um on what it means for something to be a right. Like for example, um arguably the second amendment gives you the right to own a firearm. Does it obligate a store to sell you a firearm? No. No, it doesn't. Why? Um, well, let me take that back. Everyone has the... It's a good question. Well, and there's... Um, it's a good question. Yeah, let me... I have to pause on that one. Well, that, that, there is another point that I was that I was getting to is that, um, in, in the United States and presumably other places, I'm just less familiar with laws outside the U.S. Um, private companies have have the right to decide who they do and do not do business with, and there are um, there are exceptions to that, like for example. A, um, you know, 
going again with the gun, the gun example, like a store cannot refuse to sell you a gun because you are black. There are there are certain laws dictating um, how they make the decisions of who to who to do business with and not. But um, but generally, like if you um, like, have you have you ever worked in retail? Or any kind of like customer facing. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Unfortunately. So has has the the place you worked at ever like eighty sixed a customer? Just said you cannot come in here anymore. Yes. Yes. And you know what what were they doing to uh, to bring that on themselves? It's typically being disruptive or something like that. Yeah, being disruptive, yeah. Uh, damaging property. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've. Yeah, the last uh, the last store I worked at, um, there were a few incidents where customers were like uh, racially. Um, there were some like racially charged incidents between customers, by which I mean, uh, like in every instance I can think of, like a white person was just yelling at a black person for being black. It's happened. It's, I, happened. it's happened to me quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, th- those yeah. are all things that yeah. uh that's weird. But so yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So they're not necessarily breaking the law, mm-hmm. but the business can decide not to do business with them anymore. Like that is a right that private businesses have. Okay. I still don't agree with businesses having this quote unquote right, but I'll I'll roll with you for the sake of this argument. You you don't agree that that is a right that they have or you don't agree they should have that right? Um I would say both. I think I can say that fairly. I think that that is, it's a weird notion to say that businesses can do whatever they want because they're a business. Um, I, well, one, I thought they were individuals, but that's a whole different Supreme court case. So, but typically individuals can't do what they want. There are a set of guidelines that you have to abide by. And that's what I'm getting at with businesses, businesses. Like you're saying, the person is going in, we'll use the example that you're saying, to go into a store to purchase something. Typically, they're banned after they do an act. But people are having their rights. Uh, they're having their rights sometimes circumvented before they can even get a gun, even when there's nothing wrong. But something's wrong. They're not allowed to know what it is to fix it, any of those things. That's not okay. They, again, that's your rights being violated. Now, uh, a business would have, they would have a, um, if they aren't allowed because of a, a law or because of a situation like that where there's, it pops up on someone's background report that they had something, they don't know what it is and they're not allowed to sell again at this time. Uh, there's, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate it. There's, there. Well, also, um, this this conversation is not specifically about guns. That's right, just right. the example yeah, that I chose example. because Absolutely. of the Second Amendment. Yeah. Oh, well, that was also a hot topic from the last time. <laughs> I think it was the first and Second Amendment last time. But um, I'm messing up how I'm trying to articulate this argument. Um, the problem that I have is that businesses seem to be able to do whatever they want. They can pollute. They can uh, tell people that they can or can't do something, and but an individual can't do these things or they don't have any they don't have any rights 
versus an employer or some business that they get to exercise a whole bunch of different rights. I, I don't understand how that computes in our society. And so you see that exercise through subjective use, like uh, with some of the things that we're talking about right now, where they won't allow some people to go grocery shopping because they didn't like something that they posted or some stance that they took on something online. They're getting their permissions revoked or their memberships are getting canceled or whatever the case is. Now, that's not okay. I mean, is that going to be is that going to be something that we're just going to tolerate in our society where businesses can discriminate or not provide a service for you because of one? I guess in this example, your political belief or something like that. Well, again, or something that you may have said online may have been the thing that flagged, made that flag again. Like people, I thought were allowed to have different political beliefs and but that is that is beneath what is enshrined in the constitution when it comes to those rights well uh, you know again um a business is not obligated to do to like conduct business and i i should start using different words for these because i hate repeating myself this much but um they're not obligated to do business with any individual person. Like they, they do get to choose who they do business with, even if they are like a store, like we can argue about what are and are not acceptable bases for, uh, for, you know, discrimination in just the most literal sense, like Mm. choosing who their customers are, but that is a right that they have, you know, in much the same way that like, if I don't like your political views, I don't have to talk to you. Like it's on, on a basic level, on a like human to human interaction. It's not really that different. If you're, if you have a car on Craigslist that you're trying to sell and I want to buy it from you and I piss you off, you don't have to sell it to me. Yeah. So, I mean, this, the same basic idea applies to businesses. And obviously there, there are disagreements about what, like our corporations, people, you know, things like that are, are outside the, the scope of, of what I'm trying to talk about right now. But those are issues. And, and there are um, there are laws that outlaw discrimination on certain bases. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, why is it that they have to abide by just a couple of rules? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, there are things that they do need to abide by. What some of these things aren't even being enforced, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can use real estate as an example for redlining. Like you, you're not allowed on a federal level to have covenants in, in a in a deed that's you know specifically prohibits black people from being able to buy property. Yeah, but you have all these other mechanisms that are starting to come in place that we're starting to find out, which are you know these banks they won't lend to people if they are trying to look for something in certain zip codes, um, or down to just real estate agents showing them the worst things at the worst possible times. Like it is that pernicious. Yeah. Oh, a- absolutely. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the current situation. Okay. But I'm, I'm just saying like, but, but, but these businesses, but they're not allowed to do that. They're, they are not allowed to do that, that they are breaking the law, but there are problems with enforcement of laws. All right. What? Go ahead. All right. I just, that. 
I just can't agree or jump onto this the bandwagon where these businesses can do whatever they want. I just don't agree with that at all. Like, I, I'm not asking you to agree with it. I'm just saying that is the state of the law. I, I don't know. We, what we literally just spoke on shows that that, that is not true. There well, are rules that those corporations, that the corporations have to abide by. There are laws that they have to abide by. Well, yeah, like redlining is specifically discriminating against black people. Mm. And that discriminating against black people for being black is against the law because of, you know, the Civil Rights Act, the Fair Housing Act. Mm. All e- there are laws on the books that make it illegal to do what they're doing. They are continuing to do those things. They are breaking the law and the law is not being enforced well enough. So that that is an instance of something that that is an instance of businesses and individuals within those businesses breaking the law. What I'm talking about with businesses just deciding not to do business with individuals for largely whatever reason, obviously there there are guidelines by which they are not allowed to do that but outside of those guidelines they can pick and choose who they deal with um have you heard about that one case that uh the cake maker yes yeah i think that just popped up again actually just recently too what what is what is the status on that um that they i remember reading that correctly that the shop had to still make it like they still have to they have to serve that they have to serve them. Like, even if you don't like it, if you don't like that person, still need to serve them. They are looking for a service. I don't, I don't know. I just. Well, again, that's because they were refusing to do business with someone because of their, um, their, um, their creed or sexual orientation or something like that. Yeah. Because they belonged to a protected class. Okay. I mean, if they if they just asked for something broadly obscene in some way that then the cake maker could just refuse to make that specific design. But like refusing to make a cake for them just because they are gay is, you know, or it's a gay slogan or the gay shape or whatever. Yeah, something That's, like that. Like not not every cake maker is willing to make like a cake in the shape of a dick. But that's probably not what they were asking for. They were probably asking for a hot dog or something. I don't like. I mean, you're saying make it less, you know, perverted or whatever. It's like I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Maybe both things can be true. They can, they can discriminate, and then you also have the fact that the state, capital S, isn't enforcing the law, which just makes it even that much worse. Oh yeah, there, there's no question that the that. The laws, like, we have a lot of laws on the book that, if enforced, really, in some cases, in any meaningful way, would make us a very different society, and arguably a much better one, depending on which laws you're talking about. But, yeah, um, yeah but, again, like... What I'm talking about is is that distinction between, like, what are your rights according to the law, and what do those mean in the world? So, obviously, as a black man, you cannot be discriminated against legally. Mm. 
it can still happen in in fact, but it, it would be against the law because you are black. So, like, racial discrimination is illegal. Definitely still happens, but it is illegal. Mm. But outside of laws like that, you know, again, not, not, to, not to keep just hammering the same point, but, like, businesses do have the right to choose who they, they conduct their business with. And whether, whether or not you think that's a good idea is a different story. Mm. So... Now that we've, you know, we've we've covered this part, this point sufficiently, I think, at this at this juncture. Um, So. We've talked about, like, the Second Amendment, again, just to kind of review, you may have a right to own a gun, but that doesn't obligate anyone to sell you a gun. You know, you have the right to. Well. I'll hold off on this until until we start getting into the next part. So, the the First Amendment is freedom of expression in a lot of ways. So that's speech, that's protest, that's religion. Um, I think that's that covers more or less everything. It's, it's you know kind of broadly. So, um, and what does that mean in the real world? So. Um, oh, uh, it's too late. I'll just move past that point. So, <laughs> um, or I can just edit it back in No. Um, so, so what does it mean for you to have freedom of speech? Um, I would, I would say it would be the ability to either say or express freely. Like I, I, I know it's kind of redundant. I, without restriction. Okay. So you have a job Mm -hmm. when you're at work. Do you have freedom of speech? Yes. So you can say anything you want and there will be no consequences. No, that's different. Okay, so what is the difference? Um, a business is violating your rights, and you're letting it happen. <laughs> but are they your rights? Uh, if you take a dollar. What? I said not if you take a dollar from them. So, what about, for example, you know, when you were at school, mm. did you have freedom of speech? Yes. So you were never like punished for things that you said? Yes. Okay. So how is that free speech? Because I was still said it. I was still able to say it. I mean, you are able to say anything you want. That has nothing to do with the law. I could at this moment say absolutely anything that entered my mind and no one could like proactively stop me from saying it. But certain things might happen after the fact. Mm. Like, if free speech only means that you physically have the ability to say something, that's not really worth very much. What, right. what is free speech worth if not 
protection from the consequences of that speech? That's a good question. And that's what I'm getting to. Because I, I don't want to I don't want to blow my load too early on this and uh, and start the whole pink blue thing, but the First Amendment applies to the government. So like you if you criticize President Biden, which I'm sure you have some things you could say to him, um, like you cannot be jailed for saying those things. You could protest him. You could <laughs> you could start a religion against him if you wanted to. Uh, and like the state cannot intervene. That is what the First Amendment means, because private companies and individuals are not bound by the First Amendment. Like when you were a kid, your parents could definitely like punish you for your speech. I mean, that's a slightly different issue because uh, children more or less don't have civil rights. But uh, yeah, but like as an employee, as uh, you know, in any number of roles. There are, you know, there are consequences for things that you say and do, and you don't have legal protection from those consequences. So why can your employer punish you for saying something? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't understand why it's okay. I really don't. I really don't. I'm serious. <laughs> the The simple answer for that is because free speech doesn't mean what a lot of people kind of assume it means and want it to mean. Mm. Like the idea that you have the right to say anything you want at any time to any person and they can't and nothing bad will happen to you as a result of that is not what free speech has ever meant in any real practicable sense. Okay. So then what does free speech mean? Like I said, it means that the government can't, um, the government can't punish you for like, Acts of protected speech. But they do, though. And real real estate agents discriminate against black people. That's, like, that's, because something happens doesn't necessarily say anything about the state of the law. That That's talking about, like, enforcement of laws. And, well, that's... Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I, I don't know, man. Because you look at... I mean, we'll roll with the example of the First Amendment. You got a protest that's going to happen, and the government tells you when and where. I thought that was a protected. I thought that was a protected right. Yes. The one now, that this that I thought that was something that the government couldn't. That that gets into that gets into some some interesting areas because, um, in the same way that like you have the right to vote. But that right does not obligate, like, your local government to make it easy for you to vote. And I'd, I'd, we, I'd really like the rabbit hole on that one. What's that? I'd really like the rabbit hole on this one. <laughs> on 
this particular issue with the voting. Um, but go ahead. I'll let you finish. I probably yeah. So, like, you have you can't be arrested for protesting. You can be arrested for protesting without a permit. Um, be- because again, like, if you can, if you have the right to own a gun but the government can still regulate gun ownership and require you to register your gun and require background checks. Like just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean you have the right to do it easily. Unfortunately. Yeah. And that's a crock of shit. It is. I I am definitely not arguing with you on that. That is a crock of shit. You're literally making it prohibitive to exercise your right. And they're taking your money and doing it to you. Yes. All true. Yeah, because one of the things that blows me away, this isn't even like a, uh, I don't, I can't, it's like a quasi-government, uh, private corporation venture, but uh, when I say this, but voting. How are most of our votes tabulated? They're tabulated by those machines. And those machines are owned by private corporations. For some reason, when you exercise your rights, to, I thought it was a right to vote. You're not allowed to broadcast it. You can't take a picture of your vote. You videotaping you voting. It's weird. Well, and to um, to get in, a little more into the specifics of that, the Constitution delegates um, like the responsibility to local authorities to determine how elections are run. So. I don't know if the if the restrictions you're talking about are like local location specific or if that's uh, because there there aren't that's that's one of the kind of strange things about America is that there aren't really federal election standards. Right. right. And and again, that's that's kind of by design that that it is intentionally left to you know, local governments to determine how uh, how elections are run. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know if if states have that that um, authority or if it's only like municipalities or counties. I imagine it's the state. I think it falls under the purview of the Secretary of State. Um, yeah, for each for each uh, state, but uh, I you might be. Uh, I think I think you are right. I think there's probably some. Th- there probably is a provision to where if you want to use their voting machines, that's probably why the states won't allow you to take a picture. They're just agreeing to the terms of service, basically. Yeah, exactly. Which is highly problematic. That is, I mean, that's, that is, I think the antithesis of like a free vote. Like we have plenty of evidence that shows (laughs) there's plenty of evidence that shows that, these machines definitely have some weird stuff happening when people vote. And it's possible that that is that that skates by on kind of IP protection, uh, like laws, like you can't take pictures of their machines because that would be compromising their security. Supposedly I'll take a picture of the screen, which is what most people do. We don't care about the machine. Yeah. And, but people can't even take a picture of them or take a video of them clicking on a vote. Some people have, and those are the ones that get in trouble. Those are the ones that are in the documentaries where it shows like they're literally clicking on it and does a switch. 
Um, if we had, I don't know, <clears throat> that's a right that should be thoroughly protected um, because of the nature of our country. There's not much that's keeping us from descending into chaos. The vote is one of the last few things that does keep us from doing that because we it is supposed to be a fair thing that is supposed to be a, a fairer way of being able to negotiate amongst a populace. Yeah. And, you know, uh, lots of people have made the point before that uh, America talks a big game about, like, spreading democracy, but we suck so hard at it. It's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually embarrassing. But um, I just wanted to kind of just delve into that a little bit because uh, you have something else that's just, like, totally violating our, our rights. Um, we can't even take a picture of your own vote, but you can talk about it after. Yeah. But we, well, I mean, you can't take a picture of your vote, but you can vote. And, uh, and you know, and it's the same thing. With, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it does. It does get into uh, to what you've said many times before about uh, about, uh, you know, white people using language. Yes. Like you have the right to vote. You just can't take a picture of the vote that you're casting. And, uh, you know, obviously in the last several months, we've heard a lot about, uh, you know, voter suppression laws. Yeah. So and if those pass legal muster, if they do make it, you know, to and past the Supreme Court, um, the they can argue that they are not preventing anyone from voting, which is very, very technically true. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're preventing specific people that they don't want to vote from voting. It just drives me nuts. I don't know why they just don't do it digitally. Just vote online. I, I don't know why they haven't got to that yet. Everybody's got these digital IDs or there's some other way they can do this. Use your digital IDs. Just do it all through a Facebook poll. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't even start on one of our overlords. Oh, don't worry. I'm about to. Here we go. <laughs> so, what has this all been leading up to? Yeah. Now, Mm-mm-mm. do you have a right to be on Facebook? Um, I think that question is now being argued a lot more. Right now, no. Okay, and why is that? Because you don't have to use it. Well, not only that, but at the most fundamental level, what is Facebook? It's an application. It's a service provided by a private company. Mm-hmm. And as we've already discussed, private companies have a fair degree of latitude to determine who they do business with. Yeah. So when you sign up for Facebook, I assume, I haven't done it myself, but um, you agree to their terms of service. And something that I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts on is um, that the terms of service, I don't know if you've ever read in depth on any of the terms of service for, for things that you use, but um, they tend to uh, they tend to really give the service provider a wide berth in determining exactly what the terms are at any given moment. Sure. You know, they they have a pretty good degree of freedom. I I won't say good. They have a large degree of freedom to alter the terms pretty much at their whim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I'm not arguing that this is a good thing, but it is the way things are. So you 
only get to, in air quotes, use Facebook if you agree to and abide by their terms of service. So you do not in any meaningful sense have a right to use Facebook at all, let alone in any specific capacity. And if you don't have the right to, uh, to use Facebook on the most basic level, then you certainly don't have freedom of speech on Facebook. And the, the, same, the same argument goes, I post on an internet forum, and every once in a while someone will get their post moderated and they'll, they'll scream about like free speech. It's like, you don't have free speech on the forum. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what it means. That's not what it's ever meant. Right. And, and there are, I don't know, like, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of envisioning a set of laws that would make free speech mean what a lot of people think it means. Um, everyday life. What do you mean? <laughs> I just, I don't know. You just walking down the street, you see some, hear some wild stuff or whatever. And it's like, I think that's what people want it to probably reflect more of regular life than the way that it's curated. Well, and, and that, the, I think that's what people get most upset about is that there's a lot of curating on the discourse and how people talk. There is. Um, that can become very unreasonable, especially since most people don't talk that way. Um, yeah, can you can you clarify that a little bit? I guess like when you say certain things, I'm not going to say I guess. When you say certain things on these social media platforms, depending on what you say and what order – your uh your posts can be ra- your posts are ranked and so depending on the words that they use they can be deranked or they won't show up in the news feed at all and that's what i'm kind of getting at so like if you say certain things on those platforms especially ones that the platform is known to not agree with um you might be they call it shadow ban where you're just talking into thin air yeah. And not many people know who you are or what you're talking about or that you even exist. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, and, and to um, to go so, back uh, to, like, to. Well, I guess you can talk on our platform, but no one's going to hear you. Yeah. Well, and and that that is that's one of the big things that we were that we were yelling about last time this topic came back. Tick came up is that like. You, you don't have a right to a platform either. Like, you have a right to say what you want to say, but no one's obligated to give you a way to say it. Like, you can write a book, and publishers are not obligated to publish it for you. That's, that's analogous to, you know, being on social media or a forum or, or any of these other things where, like, they're, you know, the, the platform exists at the at the discretion of whoever's running it basically and you know you can say that being kicked off of facebook or twitter you know takes away your platform but you didn't have a a fundamental right to the platform in the first place you don't have a right to reach any specific person or group of people yeah um i i just don't agree i 
and I think that's why the discussion is happening now on the the bigger scene in terms of regulation. Um, the tech companies do need to be regulated. Well, and, and and let me let me take a step back, maybe. Okay. Not not a step back, but um, I, I think a big part of of why the last time we had this talk got so heated was that I that there. There wasn't sufficient uh, distinction between, like, how the laws are and what we might feel the laws should be. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, there needed to be a rectification of names. That's that's why I structured this this conversation the way I did, that we need to we need to arrive at a place where we're both definitely talking about the same thing so that we can have a meaningful debate or not even debate necessarily, just discussion about it. Because, like, if you want to argue that uh, that Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, you know, name your social media platform, that they are so vital to the operation of our everyday lives, the economy, politics, uh, that they are so vital to those things that they should be utilities. You are more than welcome to make that argument. I I'm taking no stance on it at the moment, but that is not the situation that we have, and that's what a lot of people are mad about. Mm. That um, that these companies have, you know, reached the position that they're in. They're they're worth you know many many billions of dollars. They uh, they have an incalculable impact on like our political not just our political discourse but like the direction of our politics mm. and they they have done this largely without be without any sort of regulation and and you know beyond that there's also um like public money involved in in you know some ways and and just all of these things so yeah there are uh, there are definitely some issues with the way that that the companies run and um and what and i guess we have decisions to make about about uh you know what happens from here and and there are obviously problems with the way our our government and economy are structured that are uh preventing any kind of meaningful change on that front yeah so i i don't know like Vote Nina and anyone like her, and maybe something will change, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying, man. Um, if the rules were applied equally and evenly, I'd, I wouldn't push back as hard, um, because there are instances... I mean, you can find instances on both sides, and I don't mean politically, I mean where... Um, uh, yeah, excuse me, actually, politically, we don't use the two major parties where one person can say one thing and nothing happens, and then vice versa for the other. I, If you're not going to ban somebody for doing the same thing, I just don't think it's okay. There are plenty of trolls and all this other stuff that are out there. Um, there are plenty of people that are going to say things that you don't like. It doesn't mean that uh, you should be squelching them or completely banned from your platform. Um, I, I don't know. I And... If you're trying to justify it by saying that you want to have a vibrant way of discussing things, that is not a vibrant way to discuss things by canceling people out of that conversation. Because then the conversation is going to drift which direction? 
the direction that you just it's gonna go away from the direction that you just literally kicked off yeah and um it's doing a disservice if anything like plenty of people on on you know either end of the political spectrum argue that like social media platforms have a bias against their side and they have a bias towards like centrism basically like they they are biased towards really capitalism yeah definitely so like you know if you're on the far right or the far left like you're you're outside i mean that's what the term overton window is for basically mm-hmm. that that there are a range of views that are considered acceptable and if you're outside of those then the you know social media platforms might have a problem with what you're saying and especially if you're like advocating violence or the overthrow of the government or you know any of these other things sure so sure. yeah i mean that's um and it gets in the same way that like like silicon valley individuals tend to have fairly like left-wing views but that doesn't necessarily mean that like Facebook is a left-wing yeah, platform yeah. in in the same way that like people talk about how how liberal Hollywood is yeah. and you know individual like actors and directors might be pretty pretty liberal pretty left-leaning but Hollywood is like as cutthroat capitalist as anybody absolutely it's a lot of money yeah. yeah Joe Rogan was just talking about it too a couple of days ago just how how phony a lot of these people are in in Hollywood they you know oh you know he he brought up the example of like he was in a uh I guess in a room or something like that and the people were just looking at each other and then just like we should have a woman for president and everybody's like yeah 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 we should have a woman for president you know everybody just kind of they're looking for the wave of where the room's kind of going yeah <laughs> you know and I can believe it you know it's disgusting I I really don't like that personally in general i don't like it when people just waffle just to try to be on the on a team it's like man have some have some kind of morals have some kind of like backbone something to some kind of thought to you some you need to have your own thoughts yeah, i'm i'm conflicted <laughs> but, um sorry, i'm sorry i'm conflicted on the term virtue signaling because, yeah I, because yeah. it's like a right-wing um boogeyman that essentially is a way of, of, um, it's an insult used for anyone who cares about anything other than themselves, right. essentially. That's basically, yeah. I agree um, with that. but like virtue signaling does exist. Oh, like, yeah. Like what you were just talking about. Like, and even outside of like left wing politics, like virtue signaling is still a thing that happens. Like it's just. Oh yeah, like it's it's a form adopting of a baby from uh, adopting a baby from Africa, you know, just make yourself <laughs> feel good. Or remember that one lady on Instagram? I don't know if you're you on social media. There's a lady on Instagram. She's uh, taking a picture, like acting like she was helping rebuild some country after some disaster, and then like she got caught like Instagramming it. She only did like three strokes on the wall, and then like left. And it's like stop it. Yeah, exactly. It's so corny. Like yeah, yeah. Anyways, I don't know what to call that either. I I stopped using that word. Or that the set of words, um, not because of anything like that. I just I think it's a weird way to describe somebody, like you said as well. Um, maybe we should call them like 
uh, like panders. <laughs> well, because I mean, it is it is virtue signaling. Like, why did that? Why did that person? I think you said it was a woman. Like, why did she Instagram herself like rebuilding a house be, so that people would think she was a good person? Absolutely. Without her having to actually be a good person or do any work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I I do. It's you know a lot of terms get kind of poisoned in the political discourse, oh, but they are or at the very least have been meaningful. Yeah. And that that's that's frustrating as someone who who loves words. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they kill that word woke. Like man, it got just butchered. <laughs> I remember when it was hot too. It was like 2017. It was hot. There as I like, stay woke. Ooh. Now it's like an eye roll whenever you hear it. <laughs> yeah. B- because again, for the same reason, it's just it's, like yeah. it's just a way to complain about anyone caring about someone other than themselves. Like if you if you have yeah. principles, like you're just being woke and that makes it less meaningful somehow. And how they had like how they hijacked that anyways. Like <laughs> my understanding back then was that was typically something that was used amongst black people. Like, you know, was, I mean, that's that's how things tend to start. But then, like, they literally co-opted it and like, oh, God, have mercy. I don't know. Well, just know. just like, you know, what is a Karen? <sighs> like, as a black person, you probably have a very different perspective on that word than than most of the people who use it. Yeah. Because it came out of black culture. <laughs> that's funny. It, yeah, no, I don't know what you mean. It's funny. <laughs> Anyways, that was a pretty pretty big digression. I apologize. No, no, it's all you know. I I I feel like we we we've covered the the main topic well enough. At least we we've come to a sort of accord on it. Yeah, but, which was that. really the the goal. <laughs> you got to put out that fire, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping for a little more heat on this one. <laughs> I think all the heat just in this room is sucking me out, bro. <laughs> that is a, that is, is a fair here. point. So I apologize, y'all. I know everybody's probably like, "Damn, this is, <laughs> is I'm dying in here today. It is hot, but yeah." So uh, this was actually very. I, I yes, we definitely needed to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, and I it. Uh, I don't know. You you think it's you think it's about time to to bring it to a close? Yeah. I do not want to be uh, sitting in this room without a fan on anymore. No, I'm good. All right. Well, I'm I'm also glad we had this talk again. So, um, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. 